My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm in central Moscow, Russia. Moscow is my home. And right now I'm standing in front of an old fortification wall that was constructed in the 16th century to keep enemies out of the city. Moscow had been attacked so many times. Russia had been attacked. They were even attacked by Genghis Khan from Mongolia. In fact, when Genghis Khan came with his troops and with his grandson, they conquered nearly the whole of Russia and dominated this region for 300 years. They were attacked by Turkey. Russia was attacked by Sweden. Russia was attacked by the Teutonic Order. It was attacked by France when Napoleon came with his troops in the year 1812. And then, of course, there was World War I, World War II. This is a city that has been under attack many times. And because of that, it built fortification walls to protect the residents and the citizens. These walls were intended to keep evil forces on the outside. And because these walls were so secure, this particular area of Moscow was never penetrated by a foreign aggressor. These walls were designed to keep the enemy on the outside, and that's exactly what they did. And today I'm gonna to talk to you about how you can build a barricade in your life to keep evil forces on the outside. How you can keep the devil outside of your life. To do that, you need to build a border, you need to build a barricade, and today, that's what I'm going to talk to you about. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insight and understanding from the Word of God. Here's Rick. Today I'm beginning a 10-part series about how you can keep the devil out of your life. Do you want to keep the devil out of your life? Keep him out of your house, out of your health, out of your finances? Well, there are practical steps you can take to build a barricade that will keep the devil out of your life. This is very important information, very practical, and I think you're going to really learn something brand new from the Word of God. But first, I want to tell you about our series we're offering, which is called How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life. We've taken these programs, we package them along with a wonderful study guide. The study guide is just wonderful so that you can study these teachings yourself with me through a study guide. The back of the series says, in these messages, we expose the fact that cracks in the personal walls of our lives allows the devil to enter our territory and steal what is ours. Wow, he's looking for cracks. He's looking for places through which he can access us. So it's very important that we deal with all the cracks in our life. So how do you build a wall so strong that the enemy can never penetrate your territory? What steps do you need to take to ensure he never gains a foothold in your personal life, family, business, health, finances, or relationships? Make no mistake, the devil's goal is your annihilation. But you can keep him out of your life. Knowing how to do this is vital, and that is what this series is all about. Wow, it is such a good series. And again, it comes with a wonderful study guide. With this, we're also offering my book called Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. It's 100 pages of teaching about spiritual weaponry. The back of this book says, there is a real devil that works nonstop to derail your destiny. You have a destiny. God has a plan for your life, and the devil wants to derail it. That's the reason God provided spiritual weapons for you to use. With these weapons, you can counterattack 
and defeat any scheme the devil would try to use against you. In this book, we discuss the nature of the enemy you're facing and the spiritual armor God has given you to wage a successful warfare against every one of Satan's strategies. The truth is, you're dressed to kill. God's given you all the weaponry you need to defeat the enemy. And if you'll use common sense, listen to the Word of God, and listen to the direction of the Holy Spirit, He will show you how to build a barricade so you can keep the devil out of your life. And I want to tell you, it's a lot easier to keep him out than to have to deal with him once he got in. Now, if he gets in, you can still push him out. But it's easier to keep him out than to deal with him after he's already gotten in. But today, we're going to begin in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, one of my favorite verses in the New Testament, Peter is writing. And of course, Peter by this time is a very elderly man of God, and he's writing to the people of God, giving them very common sense advice about how to live their lives. And listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. If you don't have your Bible, open your Bible to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. Peter says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. In this verse, Peter begins to describe the activity of the devil. As the devil tries to get into our lives, Peter says, so he can devour us. Now, what does the Bible mean when it says that he's seeking whom he may devour? Well, the word devour is the Greek word pino, and the word pino really does not mean to devour. When you see the word devour, if you're like me, you probably visualize a lion that's eating the meat of an animal that he has already killed, devouring it. But this is the Greek word pino. And the word pino does not mean to eat the meat. The word pino means to drink. So in this verse, it's a picture of a lion hovering over the carcass of a beast that has been killed, but the meat is already gone. All that's left is the bones and the juice of the animal. And the word devour, the Greek word pino, really means to drink or to slurp. It's a picture of a lion who is slurping up what remains. In other words, he's already totally devoured it. He has so consumed it that now there's nothing left of it but the juices of the beast that has been killed. And now the lion is slurping up the juices that remain. That is the word which Peter uses in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 to tell us what the devil wants to do to you and to me. He wants to get into our lives, mess us up, maul us, victimize us, take us down. And his intention is not just to chew on us, not just to devour us, but to so totally consume us that there's nothing left of us but the juices that remain. And then his intention is to slurp up what is left of us. Wow. You know, as a man of God, as a pastor, I've seen many lives that have been consumed, devoured by the work of the devil. And nearly every time, it's because a believer left a door open. And through that open door, the devil got into their life. And when the devil gets into people's lives, he begins to devour them, consume them. And his intention is ultimately to slurp up everything that remains of them until nothing is left of them. He wants to completely annihilate people. That is how wicked, that is how insidious 
is the devil. And that is why Peter begins in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 by saying, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Now today I'm going to use my notes because we're going to go to several scriptures and I want you to really pay attention. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Peter begins by saying, be sober, be vigilant. Today I want to deal with that word sober. Tomorrow I'm going to deal with the word vigilant. What does Peter mean when he says, be sober? Now remember, he's speaking in the context of a satanic attack. The devil coming to victimize, the devil coming to devour, to consume, to slurp you up until there's nothing left of you. This is so serious and the potential of this is so real that Peter begins in this verse by saying, be sober about this. What does that word sober mean? Well, the word sober is the Greek word nepho. And I'm going to read to you from my notes exactly what it means. This word nepho means to be sober or not drunk, to be free from alcoholic intoxication. It means to be free from the deliriums, delusions, and hallucinations that may accompany drunkenness. I like this one. To think straight, not like a silly drunk. That's a very important meaning of this word. To think straight, not like a silly drunk. To be free of silly thinking, and hence able to have presence of mind and clear judgment, enabling one to be in control of his thinking rather than be controlled by urges, impulses, whims, and fluctuating emotions. Wow, that's very important. To have one's wits about himself. To be rational as opposed to irrational. To be free from a drunken state. Oh, please listen to this. This is so important. This is the meaning of the word sober, the Greek word nepho. To be free from a drunken state in which one drops his guard and is more likely to give way to foolish behavior, unreasonable conversations, and detrimental decisions. Or simply to be serious-minded. I really like the translation of this word nepho, which means think straight not like a silly drunk. When people are drunk, they say things they wouldn't normally say. They do things they wouldn't normally do because they are intoxicated. And when they're intoxicated, they drop their guard. So when Peter says, be sober, he's really telling people to be wide awake, to be alert, to be clear in their thinking. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. And I want us to look at some examples of this word sober used throughout the New Testament so we can establish how this word is always used. And we're going to look at six key verses in the New Testament where this word nepho, the word sober, is used. And the first we're going to see is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 6. And in this verse, the Apostle Paul is describing responsible living in light of the Lord's coming. Listen to what it says in the King James Version. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. There's that word sober. You know how you could translate this verse? You could translate it like this. Let us watch and think clearly, not like silly drunks who drop their guard and make foolish mistakes. Hmm. I'm going to read that again. Let us watch and think clearly, not like silly drunks who drop their guard and make foolish mistakes. Or, how about 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 8 where Paul continues describing responsible living 
in light of the Lord's coming. Listen to what he says in this verse in the King James Version. But let us who are of the day be sober. That's the Greek word nepho, the same word we're looking at. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. But notice in this verse, Paul also says we are to be sober. Again, the Greek word nepho, and this word could actually be translated like this in this verse. But let us who are of the day be clear and rational in our thinking. Be clear and rational in our thinking. Or how about 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5? Where the Apostle Paul is telling Timothy of the need to be very level-headed in the last days. Listen to what the verse says in the King James Version. Again, this is 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5. It simply says, But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. At the first of that verse, he says, watch thou. That word watch thou comes from the same Greek word, nepho. It would be better translated like this. Keep your head on straight. Get a grip on yourself and think straight, not like a silly drunk. Wow, I'm going to say that again. Keep your head on straight. Get a grip on yourself and think straight and not like a silly drunk. And actually in this verse, Paul was prophesying that there would be a lot of nonsensical thinking in the last days. When people are irrational, they're no longer thinking straight, but they're intoxicated by the spirit of the world, which begins to think very off course. And Paul says to Timothy, don't be affected by the spirit of the age. Don't be intoxicated with the same thing that's intoxicating the rest of the world. Be free of the spirit of the age, the wrong thinking, the deception that is in the world. And again, the King James Version says, watch down all things. The Greek would be better translated. Keep your head on straight. Don't you like that? The Bible is so practical. We just need to keep our head on straight. Get a grip on yourself and think straight, not like a silly drunk. Or how about 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 13, where Peter calls us to responsible living in light of the Lord's soon return. Listen to what Peter says, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13 in the King James Version. He says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, and be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That verse is so packed. First of all, he says, gird up the loins of your mind. Well, your mind does not have loins. So why would he use such a phrase? Well, there's a picture here. The Bible is filled with pictures. The Greek language is so marvelous. When a runner ran, a runner would gird up the loins or the, of his skirt. He would grab the loose dangling ends of his skirt and he would tuck it under his loin belt. Why? Because if he allowed his skirt just to dangle, it could get caught in his legs while he was running and it would hinder his race. So a good runner would grab those loose dangling ends and he would tuck them under his loin belt to get them out of the way of his feet so his legs could move freely with no hindrance. Now Peter says to his readers, you need to grab all the dangling ends of your life, all your loose thoughts, all your distractions, everything that would hinder your race. You need to get it out of the way so you can really run freely to attain your goal. That's what it means when it says to gird up the loins of your mind. And then he continues to say, 
and be sober. That word sober is again this Greek word nepho, which we are looking at. And in this verse, the word nepho could be translated in this verse like this. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind and put away irresponsible and foolish thinking that leads to bad decisions and think straight, not like a silly drunk. It's responsible living. He's really calling us to responsible living. The Lord is coming. We've got a race to run. We need to run it. And so he says, gird, gird up all the loose dangling ends, get them out of the way, and be sober. Again, it could be translated like this. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind and put away irresponsible and foolish thinking that leads to bad decisions and think straight, not like a silly drunk. Or how about Peter's words in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 7, where again, Peter is calling us to responsible living in light of Christ's soon return. Listen to what Peter says in the King James Version in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. He's talking about the coming of the Lord. So in light of this, he says, be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. That word sober, again, the Greek word nepho, and in this verse, it could be translated like this. Be therefore sober-minded, free from the intoxications of life. Free from the intoxications of life. Again, you have to think about what happens when a person becomes intoxicated. He drops his guard. He makes bad decisions. He becomes drunken. It's a time of foolishness. Bad things take place. Peter says, no, 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 no. Don't be drunken. Don't be intoxicated with the cares of life, but be sober. Again, it could be translated. Be level-headed, sober-minded, free from the intoxications of life. Or finally, we come to our verse that we're studying today. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Love this verse. Peter says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. And in this verse, this word sober, the Greek word nepho, could be translated, think straight, not like a silly drunk. And actually, as you look at the word nepho used throughout the New Testament, especially in Paul's writings and Peter's writings, you find this word sober, the word nepho, primarily means think straight, keep your head on straight, get a grip on yourself, Think straight, not like a silly drunk. Now let me cover the meaning of this word one more time. This word sober means to be sober, not drunk, to be free from alcoholic intoxication, to be free from the deliriums, delusions, and hallucinations that may accompany drunkenness, to think straight, not like a silly drunk, to be free of silly thinking, and hence able, this is so important, to be free of silly thinking and hence able to have presence of mind and clear judgment enabling one to be in control of his thinking rather than be controlled by urges, impulses, whims, and fluctuating emotions. To have one's wits about him. To be rational, the opposite of irrational. To be free from a drunken state in which one drops his guard and is more likely to give way to foolish behavior, unreasonable conversations, and detrimental decisions, or finally, to be serious-minded. That is how Peter begins this verse, where he describes the devil's activity to get into our lives to destroy us, to slurp us up. He begins by saying, be sober. 
And what happens is this. Very often, when we become silly about life, when we drop our guard, we form cracks in our life. And through those cracks, the devil finds entrance into our lives. In a bad moment, we say something we shouldn't have said or we do something we shouldn't have done. Just irresponsible living. And through that crack, the devil finds a way to get into our lives. If you look at most of the attacks that you have suffered in your life, they probably were due to some area of negligence where you simply were not sober about what you were doing and you formed an entry point through which the devil could get into your life. That's why Peter begins this verse by saying, be sober, keep your head on straight, have clear mind, clear judgment, really think about what you're doing. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. This requires that we be sober in the way we live and the way we think. I'll be back in just a moment and I'm gonna pray for you. Do you feel like you're under attack? In your relationships, your finances, your health? The Bible says the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus came to give life and made life more abundant. You can have victory in your relationships, your finances, and your health by learning how to keep the devil out of your life. In Rick's 10-part teaching series, How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life, you'll learn that our lives are under constant assault by the enemy, and he is always looking for a way in. But you can have victory over the devil by learning how to build a spiritual wall of defense around you and those you love. Available in physical and digital formats, starting at just $20. You'll learn how to guard against the attacks of the enemy and fight back when you choose to believe God and commit to His Word. In addition to the teaching series, you can also get Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. This book gives you a fresh understanding of the armor of God, the spiritual weapons of war, and how you can defeat every lie of the devil and live in victory every day. Available for just $10, this powerful resource will give you the tools you need to go on offense against the enemy. Don't miss this special offer, How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life, and or the companion book, Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Hey friend, this is Rick Renner. I want to take just a moment to tell you about what God is doing in our ministry. We are bursting at the seams with response from people and it's coming from all over the world, from the English speaking world, from the Russian speaking world. People are reaching out to us for prayer, for support and for resources and we need more space. It's not about buildings. It's never about buildings. Really, it's about having space so we can adequately minister to the needs of the people that are reaching out to us. And in Tulsa, we have to have a new ministry home. We've totally outgrown our current facility and God has led us to another building. And guess what? It is fully furnished. All we have to do is purchase it and move in and we can immediately begin to operate Wow, that is just like something the Lord would do. At the same time in Moscow, we're constructing a new studio because this studio is too small. We are producing five to seven daily television programs and we have maximized this space. And now we need to construct 
this new TV studio, which is already under construction. And in that studio, we're going to produce programming that's going to bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus and to the Word of God. And our assignment is to bring teaching that people can trust to them all over the planet, particularly to English speakers and to Russian speakers. But if you put together all the space we need to expand, we need about 50,000 square feet. And that's what it comes to, the building in Tulsa, the studio which we're constructing in Moscow, and we can do all of it for $120 a square foot. That is a remarkable price when you consider it includes the architectural plans, the property, the building, the furnishings, the TV equipments, the light, everything that is needed for us to do this ministry. And I'm asking you today to please pray about joining us to help us do this. Would you be a part of the giving team that gives sacrificially to help us really knock this out of the ballpark, to win the victory, to purchase the building in Tulsa, to finish constructing the studio in Moscow? You know, if we have to do it by ourselves, it's gonna to be tough, but if many people will join hands with us together, we can do this, we can do it quickly, and Jesus will give us the victory. Many years ago, when Denise and I first began our ministry, the Lord gave us Romans chapter 10, verse 18, and it says, Yea, verily, their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. It is amazing that we're watching this ministry really reach people at the very ends of the earth. And when you partner with us, you help us do this job. And together, we can purchase this building in Tulsa, construct the studio in Moscow, and produce programming, and bring teaching of the Bible that people can trust to people all over the planet. And my friend, please join us. Ask the Holy Spirit what He would have you to do and what He would have you to do regularly until we finally achieve this victory. And I want to say thank you in advance. I'm so glad you joined me today for the program and I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. But before I do, I want to remind you that I'm offering you these programs which have been packaged in a beautiful series called How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life. And they come with a wonderful study guide that you can use to study through these verses in your personal life or even with a Bible study group. It's really wonderful study guide that you will enjoy. And with this, we're also offering my little book, about 100 pages, it's very easy to read, called Spiritual Weapons, to defeat the enemy. It's a hundred pages of instruction about the spiritual weapons God has given to you so that you can drive the enemy out of your personal territory. God wants you to be free of the devil's attack and he's given you spiritual weapons to use so that you can remain free. But I want to remind you that we're here for you. We would love to pray for you. And if you have a prayer need and you don't know who else to talk to, call us, write to us. We're here for you. We believe in prayer. We are truly people of prayer. And when we say we'll pray for you, we really mean we'll pray for you. And I want to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that today we've had the opportunity to be together. Thank you that you're calling us to be sober-minded about our lives. That you're calling us to build a barricade, a border, to keep the devil out of our lives. We thank you that with the Word of God, and with the direction of the Holy Spirit, we can successfully do this. The devil does not have to find a way into our lives. We declare it and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for being with me today. Remember, 
Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power. Let God's word release its power in you today. And I'll see you in the next program. Rick Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity.